Welcome to episode 29 of Run Talk SA. I'm Simon Parkinson, and Brad Brown is the guy that's done all the work this week, this, uh, this show. Anyway, uh, how's it, Brad? Yeah, very good in yourself, Parky. I am good. You were commentating last weekend at the Discam race. Um, one of my mates said, ah, so Run Talk SA is more like the Davis Cup tennis now. Uh, the speaker or coach is just the guy that talks on the side. He doesn't actually play anymore. No, no, no. I said, no, no, no. I've been running, I've been running, but uh, work beckons every now and again, so I've got to do these things. But I have definitely been running, so that, that's, you don't have to worry about that. And for those people that listen to us outside of Johannesburg, this came, of course, the biggest race at the beginning of the year. There's over 5,000 runners, and uh, it's well put together. It's a good race, and there's a lot of people that probably come along who are novices who think, well, that's it, my New Year's resolution, I'm going to run this year. So they see the first race in at Bedford View, and it pretty much slims down after that. But having said that, a lot of people go there. It's well organized. There's timing mats, and uh, you've got to wear your championship chip, which is unusual for a weekend race in Gauteng. Uh, well attended this year, and I think well put on. And uh, the winner came in in a very, very tidy one hour seven. I was just behind him myself. Well, <laughs> an hour, three minutes behind him. Uh, but, Brad, you caught up with the winner. Uh, he seemed to have a good race, right? I did, Parky. Alroy Gallant, uh, he, had a, he had a pretty decent race. It was uh, 107 and some change. He was... Just outside the course record, but gee, I tell you what, he can run. He's also the current South African cross-country champ, uh, and he's got a 10K PB of just over 27 minutes. So, Parky, you've got some work to do uh, to, to try and catch Elroy. He is a superb athlete. That is quite an amazing... When, when, you see, and that's what I think people who watched, like, and we've talked about this before, if you, if you watch the London Marathon, the Berlin Marathon, New York-Boston on television, and you sit there and you go, great, look at those guys, they're running... You just don't get an understanding or a feeling how how quick those elite runners do run. Uh, and I mean, for those people who are maybe listening to us who have not been running for very long, just to give you an idea, I mean, uh, I've been running for a long time, as has Brad. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination a good runner, but my PB in an 8K is on the 36, closing in on 37 minutes. And by that stage, I'm, you know, sort of bleeding out of the nose. This guy's done a 10K in, what, 27 minutes, which is like 10 minutes quicker than my best 8K. I mean, they're just unbelievable runners, aren't they? No, and it's cool to watch, Parky. And and even, I mean, Renee Carmel won the ladies' race on on Sunday, and she's also just, I mean, I think she finished in the top 30 overall, uh, and she's also just in unbelievable nick. And the interesting thing with Renee uh, is she's trying to uh, qualify for the Commonwealth Games, but she's going to be going back to the track. Uh, so she ran the marathon at the London Olympics, Commonwealth Games. She's looking at doing the 5,000, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, and she's also just a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Absolutely. And, of course, the Commonwealth Games later on this year, Winter Olympics this year, and the World Cup soccer, so lots of sport. Um, talking, though, about elite athletes, you caught up also with Lindsay Parry, who we've spoken to on many occasions uh, uh, about nutrition and, and, and such like. But uh, he's taken a new job and an interesting one at that. Yeah, Parky is the, he's the official comrades coach, so he's still doing all of that sort of thing. But uh, through his, his normal sort of day job at the HPC in Pretoria, uh, at the High Performance Center at university, they've started a new sort of academy where they're looking for youngsters, uh, sort of early teens, that they, they're basically identifying really early on, getting them some world-class coaching, and hopefully those guys can then be uh, our medal hopes at, uh, not Rio possibly, but uh, looking beyond that, 2020 and 2020, uh, 2024. 
Fantastic. Look forward to listening to that interview. And, of course, now the latest uh, Modern Athlete uh, mag is out for, well, the first one for 2014. And uh, once again, you caught up with the publisher and editor of, of the magazine to find out what's in this year's uh, first edition. And let me guess. It's about how you can start off and change your life and make that New Year's resolution, right? I actually can't remember if there's anything about that in there, Parky, but uh, and I didn't catch up with the editor. I caught up with uh, one of the staff members, Robin Hyde. Uh, uh, he's in, heavily involved in the sales side of things, and uh, he told us about everything that's in the mag, and, and it's a jam-packed edition once again this month. So that's all coming up on this week's show. Also, if you want to be in touch, as always, podcast at uh, runtalksa.coza. Our latest webinar took place on Monday night, too, for the Comrades Marathon. If you missed out on that one, just get over to runtalksa.co.za. There were some superb questions, Parky. I must tell you, uh, we actually couldn't answer all of them in the hour, but we got through a whole bunch of them. So if you're training for Comrades and you want to know that you're on track and maybe you're battling with a niggle or you're wondering if you should be doing weight training or a bit of strength training, Check out that webinar, okay? Just go to runtalksa.co.za. But let's get straight into this week's uh, show, and we kick things off with Elroy Gallant. We've got some amazing running talent here in South Africa, and uh, this past weekend, as Parky and I mentioned, we were both at the Discam Half Marathon in Johannesburg, and the winner of the 2014 Discam Half Marathon joins us now on Run Talk SA. Uh, Elroy Gallant, welcome onto the show. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Uh, thanks a lot, Brad. It's, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you guys and, and the listeners. Alroy, it's quite weird. I, I run a hell of a lot. I, I don't do many sort of race commentary things, but uh, we obviously, as the back-of-the-pack runners, don't get to see guys like you run. And for me, seeing you coming into that stadium on Sunday uh, in full flight, just running, it's an amazing, amazing sight uh, to see you sort of running at that pace. You must be pretty chuffed with, with your win from Sunday, just over 67 minutes for a half. Not, not your best, but uh, yeah, pretty decent for, for early on in the year. Uh, yes, I think it was. I'm I'm very happy with the win on 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 on, set, on, on Sunday. Um, I I also won it last year. Um, um, because I really like this game because the the course is very very um challenging. Um, and I'm always looking forward to 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 running it. Um, but um, on Sunday the race was a bit uh tactical. Uh, we were just looking at each other. The guys um almost here by 20.5k. We were still five guys together. So I would say it was really tactical. But you know the course is very is very tough. Um, but 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 for me, it's really it's really a nice course to to run in, and I'm very happy with the win on 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 Sunday again. But Alroy, I mean, you say it's a, t- a tactical race. There were five of you. That says a lot about your your sort of speed. Uh, you do a lot of cross country, a lot of track stuff as well, and and that that's pretty pretty important if if you want to have that kick at the end of a, a longer sort of race. Yes, it is. It definitely definitely plays a part because I knew here by nine kilometers. I have it in in me to to to, to outkick the guys. Um, um, so it really plays a big part if you've got that speed um, from the track and the cross country. And I think it's it's also a good foundation going up towards marathon um, later. Maybe after Rio uh, Olympics, I will try to go up to to marathon. And I think this speed training and cross country um, will help me a lot going forward in marathon just to to have that speed at the end of the race. Let, let, let's talk about uh, some of the other things you're achieve, you've achieved. You, you're the current uh, South African cross-country champion. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at some of your PBs on, on, on the, the different distances that you've run. I mean, for an 800, you've run a 147.74. That was in Germiston back in 2008, so a long way away. But more recently, uh, 27th of April last year, you ran a 27.41. 
uh, in Durban for the 10,000 meters. Uh, and your half marathon PB, which was done in, back in, in 2012, is uh, just under 63, a 102.59. You're talking about stepping up to the marathon, but you also mentioned that's only going to happen after Rio. What's the long-term plans for you, Alroy? Like, what, 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 what are you working towards this year? Are you looking at Commonwealth Games? And then let's talk about the build-up to Rio. Yes, uh, my plans are this year. Actually, we're going now on the 4th of February, going for, 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 for indoors, doing a few indoors in Europe, um, at 3,000 meters. Um, our aim is to go to World Indoor Championships in March in, 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 in Poland. Um, so that is one of my goals now. And, and then we also have the World Half Marathon that's in Copenhagen. Um, that's the end of March. So that's some of my goals for now. Um, but the main goal for this year will be the, the, the Commonwealth Games in 5,000 meters, um, where, where I will try to attempt to qualify for it. I think it's 13, 15, 13 minutes and 15 seconds to try to qualify for that. But the aim going forward still, uh, my big focus will be on 5,000 meters going to Rio in 2016. And actually afterwards, I will try to, to, to do, maybe try to go step up a bit and, and go to marathon. But the big goal is still to do a 5,000 meters um, because that is my event and I really want to do good, good in it and try to, to better my PBs in it, yes. Alroy, that's, I mean, we chat to a lot of great athletes here on the show, and, and that's probably the key, and I think a lot of people miss the point, especially at the front end of the field, that in order to be fast at a half marathon and fast at a marathon, you need to have fast 5,000-meter times, 1,500-meter times, 10,000-meter times, and, and, and you're doing that. I mean, you, you're working really hard to get that speed up, and that'll then carry through. There's no way you're ever going to be a world-class marathoner unless you're a world-class 5,000 and 10,000-meter runner. Yes, it definitely is. Um, for me, uh, if I can stay as long as much on my, 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 my 5,000, my, my shorter type of distance, it will be much better carrying me up um, forward um, towards the marathon and so on. So for me, I will, I will, I will carry on until I can um, on these shorter distances. Um, the, the longer distance, like the 21, I know my training will pull me through to, to, to actually to, 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 to run a 21 and, and, and maybe more than a 21. Um, but for now, I will keep on going with my shorter distances because it will really help me a lot. Yes, if you look at your great athletes like Ailey, Gabriel Selassie, and, and Kinesia Bikele, all of them, they really also have speed. Mo Farah is also going to do his first marathon now, and they all got speed. And I think that is really what was going to make uh, a really good athlete at the end of the day if, you, if you've got that speed in your legs. Yeah, it is exciting. Alroy, you, you're based currently at the University of Potsdam in the northwest. Tell us a little bit about the, the program that they've got going there for, for guys like yourself, elite athletes. Yes, they really take good care of us. Uh, we've, we've got a, a nice program here. We've got some nice coaches. Um, I'm with John Pesteris, um, Ezekiel Sapanks, um, Old Coach, and, and Hanny Buta. Because we really got a good system here in place. They're really looking good after us. Um, so we've got our own academy whereby they provide support us in everything we need, shoes, training, food, everything. Um, going overseas, they will try to help us. The university will try to help us. If you need money, accommodation money and everything, we've got housing. We sort your housing out. So everything is actually catered for you and as, as an athlete. You just need to bring your side to the track. Um, but really, we've got a good system here in place, a really supportive system in place. That sounds awesome. And, and for people who don't know much about you, you grew up uh, sort of uh, in George. That's where, where you're originally from. When did you when did you start running? Have you run pretty much your whole life? Yes, pretty much my whole life. Um, I started from under nine. I grew up in in George. Um, I grew up in a colored uh, location just outside um, George Buckelsdorf. 
And I think it all started there with cross country. Um, every week we did our tr- uh, cross country, we did our relays, and, and it eventually started from there. From under nine, I won my first national medal in Pumalanga, Vidbank, uh, where I got a bronze medal yeah, in the cross country, in the school's cross country. And I think uh, it just started there. It was just a step- stepping stone of going forward. Um, and I'm still running here from under nine. I'm now 27 years old, and I'm still going on. And I don't think it's... I, I, I will lose it. It's, it's part of me. It's my soul actually running. So so it's just part of me, and I, I don't think I will stop ever running yet. That's awesome, Elroy. And then can I ask you just finally, uh, you obviously do lots of different sort of like high-intensity training sessions and, and specific speed sort of drills. Well, what's your favorite favorite sort of training session as far as speed work goes? I would say my favorite uh, type of endurance type of training will be some thousands whereby we will do uh, 8,000 to two minutes rest. Uh, you will run about two minutes and 50 seconds um, on the thousands. Um, there is uh, some of my, my, my sessions I like, yes. And some speed sessions um, we would do um, five, five sets of 200. We will do uh, five 200s with 30 seconds rest and you will do it about 27, 28 seconds. Uh, the 200s must be 27 to 28 seconds with 30 seconds rest in between. So it's five of 200s with three sets of those. So that is some of the speed I will do, yes. But the endurance side, I like to do some thousands, eight to 10,000, yes. All right, Galant. Uh, those, you talk like that, it scares the living daylights out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's why you're a world-class athlete and I'm not. Uh, Alroy Galant, it's been awesome catching up. I look forward to chatting again soon, perhaps in the build-up to the Commonwealth Games, maybe after those World Half Marathon champs as well. Uh, and let's hope we can uh, pick up a medal or two. It'll be fantastic. Yes, I think it will be really fantastic. Our goal is really to to to, to go for a top five um, performance and and and, and maybe uh, get a medal. But really, I'm I'm really looking forward to the Commonwealth Games in the World Half Marathon this year. Yes. Well, there's been some cool developments over the last few months uh, on the running scene here in South Africa. And one of the guys who are involved in one of those pretty cool initiatives uh, is the Comrades coach, Lindsay Parry. And we'll get onto that in a moment. Uh, Lindsay, thanks for joining us on Run Talk uh, SA again. It's good, good to catch up. It seems like we're always chatting. Yeah, no, absolute pleasure being on the show again. I love interacting with you and the runners. So, yeah, thanks for putting me on again, Brad. Yeah, Lindsay, it's a, it's a different sort of uh, bit of business we're chatting today. But before we get into that, I, I just wanted to say thanks uh, for your time on the webinar last night, the New Balance uh, Comrades webinar that took place. The response has been amazing, Lindsay. I, I must actually forward you the emails I've been getting this morning from people, uh, just how much they enjoyed that webinar last night and how much they got out of it. So I really appreciate your time, bud. No, absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed it, and I'm really, really pleased to hear that uh, the guys are getting good value out of that. Yeah, I mean, we got some amazing questions, and that's the cool thing. It's so interactive, and you can ask questions live as it happens. It's cool watching it after the fact, uh, but there's probably a good chance that your exact question is not being answered, although we do probably answer a lot of the questions that you're asking. Uh, so, yeah, I'd suggest go check it out. Uh, I'll put the links to that webinar in this uh, in the show notes for this podcast as well. And the good news is, too, I've managed to upload the audio from the webinar last night, and it's also available as a podcast. So uh, if you don't have time to sit down and watch an hour-long video, 
You can download it as a podcast, just like you download this podcast uh, and listen to it that way. So, uh, yeah, thanks again to the folks from New Balance as well for sponsoring it. The next one happening on the 10th of Feb. Make sure you register. Just go to runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades and you can register there. Lindsay, let's get into what we wanted to chat about today. There's been a couple of changes on the work front for you. you based out at the High Performance Center uh, at the University of Pretoria, and uh, you've sort of changed your job spec slightly. You guys have launched a brand new academy, uh, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, I guess it was about uh, oh, more than a year ago now, uh, just after I got back from the Olympic Games, that I got a telephone call from Bruce Forlas telling me that he was going to send some people around to have a chat to me about starting up a, an athletics academy, which in its original format was going to build a school somewhere perhaps in the Drakensberg or the Michalisberg. And they wanted it to be at altitude, um, healthy food, training opportunities, world-class coaches, etc. So... Yeah, it was meant to really just be an information uh, session and, and, a, and an opportunity for these guys to pick my brain and what would I do and that kind of thing. And yeah, it was just fortuitous at the time that the Tuxport High School kids arrived back from school at that moment that I was talking to the people from the trust and they were like, oh, hang on, what's going on here? Um, and then over the course of the next sort of three or four months, they popped in here a couple of times had a look at how things worked, uh, and fast forward to August of last year, 2013, uh, they came to us and said, look, the, the donor who wishes to remain anonymous has put up uh, 10 million US dollars. He really likes what he sees here. Uh, he would like you to, he would like to start an athletics academy here and, you know, he, he would like to build up some new school. So, it's really an, an exciting pro- project which has already given us amazing spin-offs as an institution. And now the job is ready to repay that uh, and to start producing because we now have some very, very talented athletes in our system. Um, and we will continue to look for talented athletes to add into our system and uh, provide them with opportunity, provide them with education, provide them with uh, kits which was very kindly sponsored by Nike, so they get uh, spy, racing spikes, training spikes, training shoes, um, training kits, fog bags, track suits. Uh, so these kids have really been handed an awesome opportunity, and we've been handed an equally awesome opportunity to work with these very, very, very talented and motivated youngsters. And hopefully in the coming three, four, five years, these are names that are going to start uh, appearing in newspapers, going to the Olympics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Lindsay, you talk about uh, youngsters. Uh, what's the sort of age spread that you guys are working with? So, look, we 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 went for early high school. So, the majority of the kids we kind of try to bring in system with 13, uh, 14 years old, um, and then obviously if we stumble across like really exceptional talent. We went with 16, uh, 17 at a, at a push. But you know, we wanted to give them an opportunity to stay in the system for quite some time. At the moment, the scope isn't there yet for the university students, although there are um, bursary opportunities through the University of Pretoria itself, as well as another amazing South African initiative under Lana May and Juricad, which will then 
focus on on these kids hopefully once they leave our system and move into university but you know just to to be fair to the teaching staff and to be fair to the children themselves uh, we thought it would be difficult to remove some of them from the from the system they're in now and if they were too late into into the high school system so um yeah, uh, focusing then I guess you could say 14 to 16 years of age. I love the I love the idea and the concept, and I'm just really also chuffed. I mean, we've chatted to Ilana Mayer about EnduroCAD here on the show as well, and I, and I love the fact that it's it's been used as a as a feeder almost for for that as a as an opportunity to to have these kids in 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 like you say in the system for a lot longer because obviously then you can have a, a much bigger effect on them. Lindsay, as far as elite sort of athletes go, and and looking for world class runners, what's the sort of age that that you can look at someone and go, okay, cool. This kid's got some serious talent that could possibly win us an Olympic medal. How early can you start spotting that? Look, it's, it is a difficult thing. Uh, essentially, kids develop at very different rates. So we will obviously refine the process as we go along. But we also do have uh, tables that tell us if kids are running a certain time by a certain age that there is a good likelihood that they're going to progress uh, and you know, get faster and then hit the the world sort of level at a point in the future. Uh, we obviously, in some instances, make mistakes because some of the kids are just very early developers. Uh, but that's not to say that those guys won't, you know, go on to make it in another sport like like rugby or whatever. So um, there will be a few mistakes in the system. Um, but yeah, what we look at is we look at young kids with ability. And we track them as they develop. And, you know, if we eventually have 100 kids in the school that are specifically participating in um, track events, then out of this, if we can get 5% of those to a world-class level championship finalist, uh, you know, athlete, then I think we've done really, really well. And obviously, uh, it'll be a process that we'll refine as we go along. We did a fairly lengthy um, selection process now where we ran the kids through a couple of tests. We did some speed tests. We did some explosive power. And then we did a a few endurance tests. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot that changes between the age of 13 and and 23. And obviously, the longer we're in this game, the quicker we will recognize what we're looking for and what really constitutes uh, athletic potential. Okay, yeah, because it, it must be quite a difficult uh, thing, especially, I mean, a lot of things happen, and, and athletics isn't the only sporting code that battles with that. I mean, I've chatted through through my radio work to, to a lot of sports administrators, essentially, who, who work in development and, and, and sort of try and find youngsters at an early age, get them in the right system, but uh, not just from a, a physical and, and, and sort of potential thing. Sometimes the interests change, and they don't really want to do this anymore. Maybe they were big into cricket when they were uh, a young teenager, but by the time they hit 18, 19, they're sick of, of performing in that. And that's one of the risks as well, but you've got to go through those numbers to find the few that stick, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is a, a, a high risk. We see it in swimming all the time, you know. Uh, there's a high attrition from people that are just tired of, of looking at the black line, but that goes for any sport. Um, and there is a, a, an inherent danger in in over-committing a young child, but you know, the, the unfortunate reality is that the world and the world of sport is becoming more and more and more competitive. And so we need to get the guys in 
Uh, we need to do the appropriate loading. So the idea here is also over time to learn what's appropriate for what age. Obviously to keep it fun and keep it light, but at the same time get them progressing and producing results because you know there's few things that make you enjoy the sport more than winning. Um, although there are a few exceptions like uh, Andre Agassi, he hated tennis and got the number one <laughs> number one in the world. But at the end of the day, you know if we progress these kids well enough and they have success, that will also help them to enjoy what they're doing more. Um, but one of the first things I impressed on, impressed on all these kids is that, you know, hard work is what is going to eventually make the difference. And, uh, I was very fortunate to get a documentary about the Ethiopians. And, uh, you know, if you look, have a look at them, they also start really, really young. Uh, and it's just fueled by that's their avenue out. So they have training camps of 300 plus young children that are trying to make it into international athletics and follow in the footsteps of Dorato Tulu, Kinesi Bikile, um, Gabriel Selassie, and they work hard at it every single day. And nobody makes them pitch up for training. They wake up before school and they go to training because it's their one big hope, become an athletics champion or become a farmer. Uh, and that's what they're up against. So... Um, yeah, you can't make it too serious at the beginning, but at the same time, they've got to realize who they're going up against and what it's going to take for them to achieve their goals and dreams. Lindsay, to, just to wrap things up, uh, how do you find these youngsters? I mean, have you got a process of, of identifying this talent? Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, with the size population we've got, there's got to be uh, literally hundreds, if not thousands, of, of youngsters who have got a bit of uh, ability in this country. Yeah, we learned we learned a lot from our initial process, so it's going to change quite a lot in 2014. Last year, we kind of went into all the main centres. Uh, we went into Port Elizabeth. We did some testing here at the University of Victoria. We went down to Western Cape, Cape Town. We went into Bloemfontein. Um, so we went to the main centres, which a caused us a little bit of conflict with those provinces um, because they are yeah they feel like we're stealing their athletes. Um, I don't see it like that. I, I see it that we're providing athletes with an opportunity. But having said that, it also isn't that easy for the type of athletes we actually want to target. We want underprivileged kids who are talented who currently do not have access to a decent education and they don't have access to a decent facilities or coaching. So in that essence, we were a bit flawed. Uh, so my plan for 2014 is to really get into the rural areas, to go into Limpopo, to go into Mpumalanga um, on payday and set up at a shopping mall and basically just advertise what we're doing, let people know what we're offering and then come back a week later and test hopefully thousands of youngsters on weekends uh, and then from those thousands of youngsters really pull out some raw, raw, raw talent and bring them into our system and develop them from there. It sounds like it's uh, an amazing initiative. Lindsay, uh, I want to wish you all the best. I'd love to come out uh, to the HBC and, and see some of these kids and, and, and some of the potential uh, sort of future champions and, and hopefully Olympic medalists uh, that you guys have got in your grasp right now. Lindsay Parry, thank you so much for chatting to us and we look forward to catching up again soon. Absolute pleasure, and any time you're in the area, drop by. No need to make an appointment. The kids are training 6.30 in the morning, and they train at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So if you're in Pretoria, come and have a look and see what you're doing.
Well, it's a brand new year, brand new episode of Run Talk SA, and uh, it's time we get the guys and girls from uh, Modern Athlete on the, the show this week, and uh, it's great to welcome back on uh, regular contributor to Run Talk SA, Robin Hyde from Modern Athlete. Robin, all the best for 2014, mate. I hope it's uh, the best year yet for you guys. Yeah, Brad, good morning, and uh, compliments of the season to you guys as well. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's hope it's going to be a good one. Robin, we want to change things up a little bit uh, this year. We've got lots of big plans. I'm sure you guys do too. So I thought for the first one, what we'll do is we'll get you on and you can read the whole magazine on this week's podcast for us. Yeah, there we go. We're going to go for an all-time record-length <laughs> podcast, Brad. I'm joking. I'm joking. What's coming? What's what's in the January edition of Modern Athlete this month? Brad, listen, first up, I think you are the, the January 2014, uh, it's issue number 54, has uh, just gone out, and of course, accompanying it is the Comrades Training and Information Guide. That's a standalone supplement, obviously a six-month guide from now through until uh, the 1st of June. So uh, quite a nice bumper issue going out. Um, yeah, starting off the new year, Brad, I thought I'd start our chat uh, at the beginning of the magazine. And as always, we kick off with our letters page. Um, letters from our readers and from your listeners, always appreciated. And of course, every month we choose a winning letter with some great prizes. up. So once again, in this year of 2014, Brad, we're inviting, uh, as I said, our readers and our listeners, your listeners, I think I was going to say our listeners, uh, to invite people to have their say with Modern Athletes. And it's really very easy, Brad. It's uh, letters at modernathlete.co.za. So just trying to get a little bit of uh, engagement and interaction with the readers going. Uh, next up in the What's News page, together with our online action page, remember that, of course, we are on uh, on Facebook. So you can go across there and like us and then hop across to Twitter. It's at modern underscore athlete. Uh, give us a follow. Join the Modern Athlete online family. And uh, very, very active. The guys and girls keep it very busy. Um, Brad, as far as regular features go, we open with the In the Lead feature. And this month, the cover story, uh, we chat to Lesapo April uh, in an article entitled Bring on the Big Ski Races. Of course, that's on the back of his phenomenal run in New York uh, late last year. Well worth reading. Brad, we also chat to Honoree Eberson from Tux about her success in hurdling. And certainly a name to watch and look out for leading up to the 2016 Olympics. And Robin, can, Lauren, I, can, the, I, can I jump in there quick as well? A lot of people don't yeah. know about Anari uh, Eberson. She's actually Robert and C.S. Eberson's sister, the two rugby players. She is a phenomenal athlete. So, yeah, very cool you guys have done an article on her. Yeah, look out for it, Brad. It's called Overcoming Hurdles. And as I said, uh, she has. You know, she's said so. She's got her eye on the 2016 Olympics, so it's just nice for, for South Africa. Um, as I was about to say, Lauren did uh, an interview as well with uh, Tabang Madiba, who uh, with two years of multiple victories and podium finishes behind his name, he's now recognized as one of the top trail running uh, talents in South Africa. So all the trail running funnies look out for that name, Tabang Madiba. Of course, fresh from, the fin- from finishing fourth, in the prestigious uh, Ironman World Champs held uh, in Kona, Hawaii, uh, Sean Falconer, the editor, catches up with uh, James Kunema. And then uh, across to the Balancing Act feature, we speak to L.A. Brunt, who is a Schutz doctor, believe it or not, Brad, and a top runner, cyclist, as well as triathlete. And as you can imagine, her training circumstances provide a little challenge. You know, working on a ship, she, she literally trains in the pool on the ship. 
and, and runs around the decks. So there's quite a nice read as well. In the running and sports feature, we caught up with Ashley Pasco, who is currently South Africa's leading female road cyclist. And uh, she's carved out a very successful career on the European circuit. She's also an Olympian and a multiple South African champion and uh, literally says that she has unfinished business with running and as a predominantly running uh, publication, uh, we thought we'd have a discussion with her. So look out for that read. The Living Legend feature, we speak to Percy Dunn. And you may remember this, Brad, the man who ran Comrades. Yeah, back he was in the 19... licorice, licorice all sorts, dude. A hundred percent correct. He ran it in that licorice all sorts outfit. He was running from a deep... Um, uh, ran it in the time of 5.56, <laughs> finishing overall, finishing in 22nd, Brad, yeah, you know, we... What's wrong with you, well, Robert? You know, What's wrong with us? <laughs> well, this is it, hey? this is it. I think, uh, I think this year, as you said, right up at the, at the top, you know, it's the year of change, right? Eh? Maybe it's because we're not running in licorice all sorts men's suits. We're yeah, running we in Oros men's suits. That's what the problem is. <laughs> Brad, uh, the middle of the magazine has a very handy and useful pull-out race calendar for January. Three pages there of events to look out for around the country. And as always, we have our other regular features, including my goal, my story, as well as advice on training and nutrition. In the women's running section, and that brought us by Total Sports, we look at skincare. There's also um, the tried and tested page. Comrades updates the Dare to Try feature in our regular park run reports. Um, covering two oceans, which Brad, as you know, now just 99 days away, as well as publish some, uh, publishing some tremendous race reports, including one on the Momentum Cycle Challenge written by our own Nepal uh, Davila. She's the graphic designer at Modern Athlete. And then Brad, um, as always, loads of prizes and given, uh, giveaways up for grads, uh, certainly in an edition that we are all proud of once again. That's the Modern Athlete January issue out now. Not forgetting that all-important comrades training and information guide. And uh, as I said, Brad, covering uh, training programs with a Vic Clapper medal, the bronze medal, the bull ride, and, of course, the silver. Racking it up uh, this week, Brad, just again from all of us at Modern Athlete, wishing all of our readers, all of our very valued advertisers and partners a very happy and prosperous new year. Just be safe, be seen, and be aware. Thanks, Brad. Awesome stuff, Robin. And as always, as well, it is available uh, digitally as well. And we've got a copy on our website. All you have to do is go over to runtalksa.co.za. Uh, it's on our homepage, and you can read it there as well. Uh, brilliant publication, some cool articles as well. Robin Hyde will chat again next month here on Run Talk SA. So there we go, a packed edition of Run Talk SA with our star performer, Brad Brown, who seems to have done the vast majority of the work this week. Uh, next week, of course, we'll be once again looking probably more closely at the Comrades, which is upcoming. And I'll be speaking to a bunch of guys who are actually running from Johannesburg to Cape Town. It's a bunch of guys who've gone mad and they've decided they're going to do that trek within six days. There's 12 of them and they're going to do it in a relay. So we'll be talking to them next week. Plus, of course, we'll be looking at all sorts of other uh, tidbits, I'm sure, that will uh, help you in your running week as we go through summer and approach the big season of ultramarathons down in Cape Town and KwaZulu-Natal. Brad, uh, it's been a good week. Yeah, it has, Parky. Uh, a lot of fun. I enjoyed the disc game this weekend. I probably enjoyed it more because I wasn't running. But, uh, yeah, fantastic turnout, as you mentioned, at the start of the show as well. And so I'll be doing a few more of those as well. So looking forward to, to seeing you out at the races. But I will be running this weekend. I don't know about you, Parky. I'm going to be running the Bobbies on Sunday. Unfortunately, no. I'm out of town this weekend. But uh, talking of running the Bobbies, you know, if you're out there, you're listening to the show and you want to 
send them some photographs about some of those great runs that you've had uh, wherever you are around the country. It's always good for us to put those up on the website. Uh, you would have seen uh, various pictures from races throughout the whole of last year on our uh, website. That's www.runtalksa.co.za. Uh, I, in actual fact, am looking forward to the pick and pay, which is coming up. I've also got the Deloitte's uh, very much on my on my radar, and I'm thinking about the Val as well. So there's three marathons that I'm sort of uh, tossing about. There's also been some talk about the Sasselberg one, which is in the Free State, which I've never done before, uh, and that's maybe a consideration. Yeah, you talk about those photos. I actually took a whole bunch on Sunday at the Diskim. So if you ran the Diskim, uh, get to our Facebook page. They're all up there now as well. Just go to facebook.com forward slash runtalksa. And while we're on social media, you can follow us on Twitter as well, at runtalksa. Uh, or you can be in touch via email. Lots of emails coming through too, Parky. I get uh, sort of emails every day, people just really loving the show and loving the webinars. Uh, and, yeah, we appreciate every single one of those emails. Podcast at runtalksa.co.za. And if I could ask you, if you listen to this through uh, the Apple platform and you download it through the iTunes store, if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a rating and a review on RuntalkSA, it'll be hugely appreciated. We're also on Stitcher uh, for the Android apps. You can leave us a review there too or on SoundCloud uh, that you can listen to through your Apple device or on Android as well. So uh, just look us up on SoundCloud. It's under my name. Just look for Big Brad Brown and you'll find all the podcasts there. And that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Have a good running week. For myself, Brad Brown, cheerio.